right. On today's episode of Your Favorite Band Sucks, we're going to talk about your favorite reggae band. Wait, I thought this was a different podcast. I thought we were talking about cops. Oh, you mean the police? Bad boys, bad boys. Oh. Reggae. You said cops and reggae, so I thought we were talking about the show Cops. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about the police and reggae. I mean, I'm ready. We can do that. Didn't NWA write a song about these guys? Yeah. To quote NWA. Fuck the police. Why is this band called the police, Mark? <sighs> I don't know. It's be like naming your band dog shit. No one's stoked on uh, dog shit. You might want to walk that one back a little bit. Why? I don't know. Do you like getting hassled by police officers? No, I hate the cops. I mean, okay. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Why would you name yourself after something that people don't like? Cops, not all cops are shitty. I'm not saying that. If you're listening and you're a police officer. I love the police. You love the police? No, not the band. I love police officers. You're lying. I want to be friends with every cop. What if you're a police officer and your favorite band is the police? I can't imagine liking guns and this band. Why? Because this is music for people who like Phil Collins when they feel like they want to get a little crazy. You know? <laughs> That's actually a really good... Fuck, let's have two glasses of wine tonight. Yeah, whoa, and put on the police record. <laughs> it's real. We're going to get real wild tonight. This band has a song called Da-do-do-do, da-da-da-da. Yeah. That's baby talk. So, did he... Did he do? Yeah, exactly. Did that... he da? Yeah. <laughs> This is the question. I don't know. Did he yeah. do or did he die? I feel like everything that people like about this band is a misunderstanding of what the band was trying to do. Right. Every Breath You Take. Sure. People think that's a love song. Every Breath You Take has got to be right up there with Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA for people misunderstanding the entire point of the song. Like right. People think Born in the USA is a patriotic anthem, and it's not. And uh, every breath you take is uh, about a stalker. Yeah, I guess maybe it's because we've been doing this now and I think about things differently. But yeah, every breath you take to me sounds like a serial killer. It is. Being like, I'm obsessing over every breath you take. I can't wait to suffocate it out of you or something. That's just where my brain goes and maybe I'm fucked up, but I don't think I am. Well, you are, but... Do you know how many weddings that song has been played in? <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking people weird. People misconstruing it. Well, Born in the USA, it gets played in places where people don't understand the song. It's a, like, football game. Yes. Da -na 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 -na. Right. Super amped. Oh. Even though that has nothing to do with no. what the song meaning Everything is. you need to know what Every Breath You Take is about is in the song. Like, right. All you have to do is look at the lyrics one time. But how many people do that? No, exactly. They like the hook. And what's funny is Every Breath You Take and a couple of the other hits sound nothing like their other music. Those ballady type songs, yeah. whatever, that are their biggest, most notable songs. I uh, think Roxanne, take, Roxanne. The police started from there. Right. So it's weird. Then they put out punk rock songs, I guess, or I guess. I, it's like punk jazz. I was going to say, I, I need to apologize to everyone that makes actual punk rock music <laughs> that I just lumped the police in. Johnny Ryan said that listening to Sting sing Roxanne is like listening to the squeaking of air being let out of a balloon, <laughs> which I love. I haven't ever looked at the lyrics to Roxanne, but I know that the core, it's one of those songs that I heard when I was a child, right. you know, and I think that I thought he was saying, you don't have to put on the red dress. And I thought that he was telling his girlfriend or wife or whoever, you don't have to wear that if you don't want to. But now, obviously, as an adult, I know that it's red light and that's associated with red light district. So is this, is it a slut shaming song? Yeah. You don't have to be a hooker anymore because I'm a man and I'm, I have fixed you with my love. Is oh, that man. what that song's about? I don't know. That's so egotistical, though. Like, you don't have to be a sex worker. Yeah, And sure. she's just waiting for this fucking... For Sting. Troll guy to come <laughs> along. Yeah, to save her from it. 
Ugh. Yeah, it says that the group's initial style is considered punk rock. No, no. In the loosest sense of the term? Yeah. What does it even mean? You could get away with calling it post-punk just because you could call everything that was happening at that time post-punk. Right, right. But no, they took a lot of shit for styling themselves as if they were a punk band. Right. While knowing how to play their instruments. Because that's a big no-no. I mean, I went back and listened to it, you know, because I only could remember a few songs. And I was like, does this band really deserve us to shit on them? So I found sure. a Greatest Hits album. And I listened to it. And holy fuck, this is a very bad band. Yeah. This is not a good band. Yeah. The verse and chorus of any given song never makes sense with each other. Uh-huh. One will either be really slow and build and build and build. This chorus is going to be really great. And then we're just going to drop back and just fucking hang out here for a minute. And right. And get back to that verse where we're going to build and build. Is this why Ritalin had to be invented? It's to fix people that wanted to make music like this? <laughs> right. I think probably. It was motivation. It's herky-jerky wet reggae. I can't even fucking say it. It's like herky-jerky reggae for white people. Yeah. That's all this is is, it is, is white reggae. Yes. And white people need to leave reggae the, the fuck alone. I was going to say, when it comes up that people say this is reggae or punk, in my brain, I'm like, no, God, that's such a slap in the face to actual real reggae music. Which this is just the whitest fucking yeah. white. If this is reggae, this is the most. It's like, not, but it's clearly nerdy, what they were going for. Right, nerdy bullshit reggae, and it's not punk because that's just also a slap in the face to all things punk. One of their songs is called "King of Pain," and while I was listening to that, it reminded me of a song by the Cramps called "Queen of Pain." Which is fucking excellent. Right, an actual punk yeah. band. I stopped The Police's Greatest Hits and went and listened to Queen of Pain by The Cramps. And just as soon as the fucking guitar tone came in, it was ridiculous. There is no comparison. Right. One is epic and could fix your day. Like, sure. you could be having a really shitty day. Listen to Queen of Pain by The Cramps, and it will make your day better. Yeah. And you could be having a great day, and the police could come on, and it could fuck everything up. Yeah, there goes your the rest of your day. Because I suffered through fucking police songs to do this shit. And again, I think this is going to be the worst thing for me about this entire idea that we dreamt up of, like, shitting on the, these bands, which deserve we shit on, is having to listen to this shit sucks. Like, it's not cool. This is stuff that when it comes on the radio, I will change the channel consistently. <laughs> but because we are trying to do a podcast and think it's fun to sit down and talk about this, I leave it. Yeah. And I'm like, why? I Put it this way. I left it on. I don't even remember the song title. I should have made a note. I didn't. And I was like, oh, God, this sucks. And I was like, oh, it's the police. And I'm like, all right, well, don't change it. 20 seconds later, I had the urge to change it again because I had actually forgotten that, oh, yeah, yeah I am suffering through this on purpose. <laughs> My brain reset itself and was like, okay, this is enough. We should change the channel. So here's the thing on the punk thing. In 1977, they were in a Wrigley's Gum commercial. They were supposed to be a punk band. The people for the Wrigley's Gum commercial dyed all of their hair blonde and they kept it. That's why when you look at old pictures of them, all their hair is blonde. So the police have blonde hair. No, they have Wrigley's gum hair. They have Wrigley's gum hair. because yeah. of a, So they dyed their hair blonde at the request of a massive gum corporation. Mm-hmm. For a paycheck. For a small paycheck, I would assume. The very least, part of their image is literally just a corporate yeah. sponsorship. And by the way, this was not a situation where Roxanne came out and they were famous and that's why Wrigley's wanted them in the commercial. This was an unknown band. Right. And they were just like, ah, uh, dye their hair blonde so they just look like a punk band. Right, because any legitimate punk band, 
I don't know, ask the cramps to completely change their image. Well, the, well, like, I, hey, guys, to be in our commercial, you can totally be in our commercial. We like your style, but you got to wear suits or something like that. They might. That kind of became a punk thing, especially once the real story of the Sex Pistols came out. Like, right. fuck it, take those suits money and do whatever right. you got to do. But uh, would you then keep it? Would you keep the look that they gave you? That's true. That's fair. Andy Summers, the guitar player, I found a quote from him that's just, quote, we were definitely a fake punk band, end quote. There you go. So that doesn't get any more clear cut than yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's as straightforward as it possibly gets. But Andy also says they were not a reggae band, which I would agree with. We just went over that. And he says he hates it when people say the police are white reggae, which is too bad because they are. Uh, this is what a fake punk white reggae band sounds like, right. as a matter of fact. And it's garbage. It's fair to say that even the police themselves internally don't know what section of the CD warehouse CD section they belong in. Uh -huh. Their second album is called Regatta de Blanc, which basically translates to white reggae. So I don't right. know what the fuck this guy's talking about. Oh, you don't like it when people call your band the thing that you named your album, sir? Yeah. So it's all fake. They admitted it i don't it's not for debate really right is it, this is gonna be my favorite thing because we're still when we're recording these first episodes we haven't gone public with any of this i already know this is gonna be my favorite thing when people want to fucking argue with us uh -huh. over shit that the band we're talking shit on said yeah yeah that's gonna ultimate it's gonna happen oh you don't like the fact that we said that about the police oh well the dudes in the police <laughs> said it you fucking asshole this is all pretty obviously just heading towards fuck sting and we're gonna get there we're gonna just get there keep listening yeah yeah, we don't like that guy either. We have two other members to get through. But while we're on Andy, this guy wrote a song on their first album called Be My Girl Sally, which is a love song to an inflatable doll, like an inflatable sex doll. And for those of you who failed rock history class, Roxy Music did that like five years before this with their song In Every Dream Home, A Heartache. And that's an incredible song. And no one, I repeat, no one ever needs to write a song about an inflatable doll again because you're not going to top that. No. So just settle the fuck down. Don't even try. Yeah. All right. So next. Agreed. When you shit on this band, the next thing that people say is, okay, yeah, the police are annoying. Sting is annoying. It's annoying. But you've got to admit, Stuart Copeland is one of the greatest drummers in rock and roll. Yeah, I don't have to admit anything. Fucking wrong. Yeah, please. He's not. No. He's okay. Uh, he's he's a drummer. He's a drummer that if was replaced by a drum machine, I don't know if I would notice the difference. Stuart Copeland can play the drums, but people, you just really need to calm down about it because I've literally heard a better drummer screwing around every time I've gone to a guitar center in Nashville. Right. There you go. Every single time I've gone to a guitar center in Nashville, there has been a better drummer than Stuart Copeland just fucking around yeah. in there. And I, I That's feel like setting the bar really fucking low. I feel like people who think Stuart Copeland is a genius drummer just don't know about delay. They right. don't know about the delay effect that gets applied to drums in the recording process. And sure. especially if you're a white band trying to rip off reggae or borrowing effects from dub would be more accurate to say. The heavy delay on the drums. Right. So get familiar with that and then come talk to me about and, Stuart and Copeland. I would urge everyone who thinks that Stuart Copeland is a genius to go to imdb.com, the website about movies, and just look at some of the movies that he did the score to and go try and find that music and listen to it. One example would be Highlander 2. The second one, not the first yeah. one, not the cult classic. Yeah. 
This dude did the music to Highlander 2, and it is so bad. It's actually, like, it's so bad that it's fucking funny. It would be really funny if you had people over one night to just put it on and not talk about what you were putting on and just see how long it took for someone to be like, What the fuck is this? Hey, what are we doing? This is shit. Are you trying to have sex with all of us? Because no. (laughs) That's awesome. Because it's... uh. It's also just a bad movie, which, you know, this this isn't about movies, what? but I Whoa. would just like to say, Whoa. Highlander is a great movie. Dude. There can be only one, but he, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Highlander yet, stop listening, but he, he wins. There's only him left <laughs> in the end. Like, there's one, like, there can be only one. I ah, well, think you're he not. the dude. I think you're not as familiar with the mythology. Of okay, the, well, of I'm Highlander just saying that. The movies could have just been one and it would have been completely fine. Dude, Sean Connery is in Highlander 2. Yeah, well, it doesn't make it good. I disagree. Strong disagree. Well, well we're going we're gonna to have a separate podcast <laughs> specifically about Highlander 2 and whether or not it is a valid sequel. Okay, Stuart Copeland, fine. I, I don't really know shit about drumming, so I, I, I'm a really mean uh, drummer on my steering wheel. I'm driving. Yeah, I play a lot of drums. I feel like people probably look at me like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy when I'm driving? But so the question do, is, do you think that people look at you when you're driving? Your car? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I always just feel like an idiot regardless. I feel like an idiot. And you're placing it on other people. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll just, maybe next time someone goes, you're an asshole or you're an idiot. I think my comeback is just going to be automatically. Well, I'm not sting. Oh, fuck. Can we please talk about sting? Let's just talk about sting. Thankfully, I'm not sting. Let's talk about sting. Sting has always been an asshole. If you go back and read the history of this band, just the personal history, they fight like sisters. Yeah. You can find videos. There's lots of videos. I showed you that video. You did. You showed me the video. They're being interviewed by like MTV or something. And I think it's Stuart Copeland says, would you like to watch me hit Sting? And Sting's got like a tiny little paper cup of water and he just throws it in Stuart's face and runs away like a child. Yes. It is like watching children. I mean, we don't have to break down the whole thing, but different people in the band were in different bands and they were like, we should get that guy in our band, blah, blah, blah. The bands merged. There was some politics of which members are going to stay. Who cares? Who cares? And then pretty quickly, Sting became the dominant songwriter in the band. But these other guys still wanted to write their songs. So a lot of the inter-band struggles were just about who gets to have input, who gets to make the most decisions on this song or this album or whatever. And it was always Sting coming out on top. I mean, to be fair, he was writing more of the songs and the songs that he wrote were more often hits. But the other guys did also write songs that won Grammys and shit. So it's not right. like they were just, oh, let us do it too. Let us do it too. It's not like that. It's just Sting was a controlling bastard is what right. it seems like. And you can listen to it because one of the problems that I have with the police's music is the bass is too fucking loud. Yeah. The bass is always mixed way higher than it should be. Always. Exactly. Because Sting is the bass player. They fight each other, you know, and then they break up and they do it right. They break up and yes. they stay the fuck broken up. Unlike other bands who we have discussed before in previous podcasts, they actually break up. Like, real break up. Not like a ha-ha, <laughs> we're gonna break up, get back together in three years and put out a DVD. And the reason why they're able to do that is because the two guys, you know, fucking Stuart Copeland goes off to make Highlander 2 soundtrack. Andy Summers probably decides to spend the time becoming a better guitar player, I don't know. And Practicing. Sting has a solo career in which he makes some of the most offensive fucking music since the police's music. By the way, cultural appropriation is a really big thing right now. Is the way that Sting 
sings in the police offensive? Because I think it is. He's doing a fake Jamaican accent. Yeah. It's just a blatant imitation of a Jamaican man or maybe even a Jamaican woman because yeah. of the way he's singing it. I have to go back and really listen to it. But everyone lets him get away with it. Like, listen to any three Bob Marley songs and then listen to the police song, Message in a Bottle, and tell me that Sting is not audio blackface. Yeah. Like, it's just... He's just straight up hijacking. Here, I found this quote from Elvis Costello. Somebody should clip Sting around the head and tell him to stop using that ridiculous Jamaican accent. Dude, Elvis Costello also made a lot of music that just straight lifted Jamaican sound. Sounds, right. And he's fucking saying that. And Sting eventually admitted that So Lonely by the police was basically just a ripoff of Bob Marley's No Woman, No Cry. Yeah. I think I'm offended. If I was able to be offended by things, I think I would be offended by this. Yeah, it's tough because I'm not easily offended by much. Put it this way. I think it would be fair to be offended by the fact that obviously sting just hijacked he didn't stop either because right. yes. you were- even, even when faced with people maybe pointing it out instead of going oh maybe i could find my own no style, i'm saying he, could- he didn't stop with jamaica right. he kept doing it with other places right. you, like in the 90s the album with that desert rose song on it do you remember the, the car commercial desert rose song yeah, 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 like, yeah, like yeah. if you're young and you're listening to this and you don't know this shit was everywhere you couldn't get away from it yep there's an actual algerian singer singing on the track in a traditional style and Sting still has to do his white guy version of it on the same song. Like, I'm not going to do it because th- I'm pretty sure it's offensive, <laughs> right. but it's, just go listen to it and you'll hear what I'm talking about. Sting got married 22nd of August, 1992. Aware that all band members were present, the wedding guests pressured the trio into playing. And it wasn't good. And they performed Roxanne, Message in a Bottle. What a bummer. I, if you have a career that lasts that long and you're really only going to play Well, when songs. they decided to get back together and do it legit, Stuart Copeland has his own website, stuartcopeland.com, and there's a message board on there. Uh-huh. And he posts. He's an active member on his own message board. So the police get back together. They're touring America for the first time. I think America, maybe Canada. And their second show of the tour, he goes on his message board and writes this forever long post about how bad the fucking show was. (laughs) I didn't see this. I wish you would have said this to me. I would have read it. We suck. We can't even play our own song. There's a play-by-play of him on stage and he talks about how Sting goes to do some moves and he ends up looking like a twat or some shit like that. He says twat or he says something No, I have to go go look at this. It's beautiful. I mean, on one hand, you got to respect that. He's doing my job for me. Right. Just documenting how bad his band is. Who was this? Which one was? Uh, was Copeland? It was Copeland, yeah. See, this makes me almost respect Copeland. Anytime somebody, an artist, self-reflective enough, again, we've talked about this, doing bands that are believers. When a band is honest and reflects openly, I respect that. Even if I don't like their music, the fact that he reflected honestly on the show and said they sucked, which they for sure did. I like that. That's cool. I kind of respect You've that. You've got to respect that more than someone like Anthony Kiedis, who half his lyrics are like, do bop bop do bop bop And he probably fucking takes himself super seriously. They don't joke with themselves about what they do. And neither does Sting. I think Sting really takes himself... His real name is Gordon. Super serious. I think Gordon takes himself super serious. Oh, did you know that Stuart Copeland actually apologized for that? Writing that they suck? Yes. Copeland later apologized for besmirching, quote unquote, my buddy Sting and chucked up comments to hyper self-criticism. Fuck that, Stuart. If you're listening to this, good for you for being honest. Yeah. I think it's better to be honest. We're proud of you, Stuart. Yes. Stuart, if you're listening, we are glad that you did what you did. Thank you. Because the only good thing that Sting did without you, Stuart, was play the villain in Dune. 
Oh, yeah. That's the only good thing that Sting oh, did without God. you, Stuart. And the only reason that that was good is because Sting in space underpants is one of the most punchable people that I can imagine. He didn't even have to act. Right. Just show up in the space undies. And that's and it. And that fucking... And you want to punch him. Ridiculous spiked blonde hair that yeah. you're still doing after the Wrigley's commercial a fucking decade ago. The Wrigley's hair. I just... That's the thing about... I'm sure that you could find people talking about Sting making fun of himself or having a sense of humor about I doubt it. it. But he's so goddamn it. pretentious, I, well, man. But, but Tyler, Tyler... He practices tantric. Oh. Uh, tantric that's sex. So, why does everyone know that? Because of why, Sting. Why does every single person that you know know that Sting practices tantric sex? I'm pretty sure that the first rule of tantra isn't tell everyone. <laughs> For sure. I, if I, you do tantra, tell it. everyone. It's like CrossFit. I can't think of a single other person that I know does it. Do you know a single other person? No, and no, and I guarantee you if I walked out that door right now and I asked the first person that was over 30 especially, I said tantric sex, who do you think about? They're going to go sting. Duh. I guarantee it. If I practice tantric, which I don't, if I did, I wouldn't even tell my friends. It's really gross and it's really annoying and the... Do you know anything about Jim Morrison? Oh, very, I mean, a little bit, of course. I feel like Sting is something like the second coming of Jim Morrison. So many people's heads just exploded. A passing knowledge of other cultures and deciding that those other cultures are better than your own and co-opting it and making it a part of your identity uh -huh. and present it to people like it's a part of you, but really you're just trying to associate yourself with things that are deeper right. than you. What else do you know about Sting besides the tantric sex thing? Yeah, I didn't know nothing. Just not much, nothing. you know? He's got it's fake really blonde hair, which I learned. Thanks, Tyler. I'm forever going to say, like, that's the guy that, that does tantric sex and has the hair, gum because, hair. Of, because of Wrigley's gum. By the way, Wrigley's gum, not sponsoring this podcast. No, no, ever. no. no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I don't remember what magazine it was. Some magazine voted Sting the worst lyricist of all time, which is mind-blowing for really, me yeah. but the reason why is because of this fucking jim morrison thing he quotes carl jung he quotes nabokov he quotes chaucer and shakespeare and he pulls from these people's work and puts it into the lyrics of pop songs in ways that don't make sense he tries to use these people's ideas their life's work and it just it doesn't the work ideas that they spend. it's like dude homie did you read it did you read it or do you know about it? Did right. you read it or were you dating a girl who read it and she just told you in the middle of a seven hour fuck sesh, she just dropped some knowledge on you right. and you were too busy thinking about not coming. So you didn't really get the whole idea. Right. And then you just put your understanding of it into a dumb song. Right. Ugh. Stings. We could almost do a whole separate podcast just about Sting. I, I assumed that we will. Yeah, we could do a whole because he didn't have his own career. Because the police, like we said, did break up properly. Do it again. Yeah. Or wait, they did do it again. They 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 can only <laughs> keep it together for a little bit. Right, right, right. Um, here's a here's a quote from Sting that I found that there's there's no way we can end without me reading this. Most important. Begin quote. I think cancer is the result of undigested dreams. End quote. Sting. Yeah. Put that shit on that dude's gravestone. Never let him forget that he said that. And and if you know someone who has cancer, if you've lost someone to cancer and you like the police, I hope that fucks with you. Yeah. Because that this guy is out in the world saying that shit. Yeah. 
and I'm mad. I'm I'm legitimately angry right now. I'm not acting. I'm pissed off. I yeah. have lost people to cancer. This asshole is in the world spouting this fucking hippie new age garbage bullshit about cancer being the result of your family member not being able to properly digest their dreams. Fucking deal with that. And with that, if your favorite band is the police. Your favorite band sucks. Thank you for listening to Your Favorite Band Sucks. Subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the podcast, share it with your friends in real life and on social media. Uh, disclaimer, if you share an episode of our podcast on Facebook, it will almost certainly start an argument. Everyone keeps telling me they can't believe how many comments they get when they share an episode, so maybe you want that, maybe you don't, but whatever happens is not our fault. This episode ended on a pretty serious note, and I don't really have anything to lighten the mood back up, so sorry. Sting is a piece of shit, and we'll probably come back someday to do an entire episode on just him. There's a lot more to go over. I don't know how we got through this entire conversation without even mentioning that Fields of Barley or Fields of Gold song or whatever it is. Ugh. What I do want to do, though, is give a bit of follow-up on something Mark and I talked about in, I think, the first episode on The Beatles. We mentioned that we should find out if we were allowed to play little clips of songs on the podcast and talk about them. We did look into it. We even had some attorneys write us to let us know that we could do it under fair use, which that's cool. But then we made the decision to not start doing it, and here's why. We don't want to ruin anyone's day. Like I mentioned in this episode, hearing the police on the radio can actually ruin a person's day, and that goes for any other band that Mark and I sit down to talk about. Some people enjoy exposing themselves to terrible art and laughing at it, you know, the people who love watching bad movies or whatever. But for other people, just hearing a song by the police or the Beatles or whoever, that's a deal breaker. Maybe it just sucks that bad. Maybe they associate it with a bad person. Maybe they used to like that band and hearing it is just too embarrassing for them. Whatever it is, we decided that someone hitting play on one of our episodes about a band not being good isn't that person signing themselves up to hear that band. We want people to listen to this podcast and keep listening to it. So what we decided is if the audience for this show gets big enough to justify it, then we may at some point start doing a weekly mini episode. That would be us taking turns to sit down, read emails we get, where people ask questions, tell us something we forgot to talk about, tell us a good story about seeing a band or meeting a band or some annoying fan of a band, things like that, and maybe even play some clips of songs that we talked about in the episode. So we'll see. Whether or not that happens, I'm definitely going to teach Mark how to record outros so we can take turns doing that and it's not just me every time. Okay, next week on the podcast, we are talking about Radiohead. Mark and I recorded it a couple months ago. But by the time you hear me saying this, we'll have gone back to record some extra stuff about this Lana Del Rey situation. I know you're going to want to hear our expert opinions on that. So see you then.